to uh, minister to you on something that helped me a lot. And so I believe, always believe if it helped me, it'll help you. And uh, uh, I'd been, I've been studying some, not a lot, concerning some things Jewish, concerning Jews. And uh, learned some things about uh, our Jewish brethren. And uh, they, they have some good things that, and learn some things about uh, where we get some of our traditions and so forth. Like, for instance, one thing that I thought was interesting was that uh, they really believe that you have to have Torah every three days. Torah being the Old Testament. Well, you, Torah used to be first five books, you know, the books of Moses. But now when they say Torah, they mean the whole Old Testament. It kind of just came to be be that. And so they believe every three days you've got to have Torah. And so I thought, well, you know, we get some of our thinking really from those kind of things. That Those kind of things have been blended in because you've got to remember that the first believers... You know, the, think Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, oh, not Luke. I think every one of the apostles but Luke, they say, is was Jewish. You know, so a lot of things from the Jews has filtered down into us. And uh, so we get some of our things. So why, would, why do we have a middle-of-the-week service? Well, we need the Bible every three days, you know. And so we, we get some things from, from that that we don't, we're not even aware of. One thing I learned from, and this is just extra, I'm not preaching on this tonight, but I learned that um, about Adam was that um, Adam, you know where it says that he ate of the fruit, that if you go back in the Hebrew and that it says that he, when he can, you know, God asked him, did you eat? And finally, the, in the Hebrew Bible, it, 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 there's a, he confessed. He finally confessed. When, and he confessed. And when he said, yes, I ate, he said, I ate and I will eat again. And I thought, boy, now that sheds some light, you know. And, I, and um, I don't know if that was a, like a, that could be very defined. Yes, I ate and I'll eat again. Or it could be that he was saying, and we don't know which, that he was saying, I ate and I'm, I know I'm weak, I'll probably do it again, you know. In other words, I, I don't have the power to not do it again. Hallelujah. So anyway, it was just interesting, some things that you can learn. But this thing, this is what I learned that I want to share with you tonight really helped me in my pursuit, my hunger for the Lord. And um, um, so I want to talk to you tonight about a Hebrew word. And it's it, in our Bible, throughout the Old Testament, we see this word a lot. And we even see it in the New Testament. But it's the word seek. Uh, the word seek. Because uh, over in, especially, in, I know one scripture that stands out in my mind is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Or actually, I think it's Jeremiah twenty nine twelve, and uh, actually it's twenty nine thirteen. I'm gonna get here. And I know it was close, you know. Hello, twenty nine thirteen, and he says, "And ye shall seek me, and ye shall find me, when you have, when ye shall search for me with all your heart." And so, um, of course, I've been knowing that scripture for a lot of years. In fact, one time. 
a lot of years ago, we had a guest speaker when we were in, still in Texas in our church there. We had uh, Ronnie Trice from Mont Bellevue, Texas, and he's pretty known in these parts. Actually, uh, Steve Vickers in Montgomery is very close friends to Ronnie Trice, and, uh, and I know Ronnie Trice has been to Montgomery, to that church, and his wife, uh, what was her name? I just lost it. Sandy, Ronnie and Sandy, they had, we took them, we lived in a little town, and so when the speaker after church, the only thing that would have been open was the Dairy Queen, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the Burger Loft, we actually took Willie George to the Burger Loft, and his whole crew, because that was the only place to take them, and you know what they did, they just had a ball, they played all the video games, <laughs> they had a good time, anyway, so, uh, a lot of times we would take the speakers to our house and have a meal. So we had Ronnie and Sandy Trice in our home and had a meal. And, um, and Sandy said to me uh, uh, something concerning this scripture. We were just in the kitchen and she said, Debbie, the Bible says that you shall seek him and find, and when you, and, and find him when you shall search for him with all your heart. And so she said, Debbie, do you know how to know if you have searched for God with all your heart? And I said, no, I don't. She said, did you find him? And I thought, oh, okay. And that is a really good clue. I mean, if you haven't found what your answer, your answer yet, if you haven't found what you're looking for yet, you hadn't quite got in there with all your heart yet. Hallelujah. So, so, so that means turn up the heat, press a little harder, go a little further. How, you know, that's what that means. And so she taught me something that night. And it, plus it was humorous. And so, but the, the, uh, the, the Jews um, know what this word means. And we haven't really known. I know in, as I have been in my pursuit of God throughout all these years, especially since 1980, uh, I, I was a Christian before 1980, but I didn't do much pursuing <laughs> of God. You know, I did go to church, but, you know, I didn't think about much of it during the week. I was one of those, I promise you, I, this was my thinking, I'm going to pray in the tribulation. I don't know why I thought I was going to be here during the tribulation, but that was my thinking. And uh, so I was like, here was my thinking, I'm going to start praying when things get really bad. <laughs> And so that was kind of my, my life. And um, so, but at, since 1980, I've been pursuing God, endeavoring to seek Him, searching for Him, looking for Him. And as Pastor shared the other night, when I read the Bible, I don't just read it to, to be reading it or to even just say that's interesting or or this is my daily bible reading but i really look in every i'm looking as i'm reading i'm trying to listen with my heart and say is god speaking something to me from this script what is he trying to say to me today and uh you know some days i don't really have anything specific come out at me but so many times that's where i get my encouragement that's where i get my my strength. And, you know, not too long ago, I told you all this, I think it was like in January, early part of January, we were leaving the church one Sunday night. And I just said to pastor, I said, we need encouragement. And I said, and so in just in the car, I just spoke out, Father, I ask you to send us encouragement. And, you know, it wasn't too long till 
like just in a, the next day or two days, I began to have some really encouraging things come to me from the Word of God. Just as I was reading, you know, He would just direct me and 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 show me things that encourage. In fact, He gave me a couple of wor- rhema words that I just wrote down, spoke to me about the city and different things like that. But the other day, it was I thought, well, you know, God, you have a sense of humor, because. Uh, at prayer school, I mean at healing school on Wednesday, one Wednesday, we had a lady here that doesn't go to this church normally, I mean, and she's gotten to be real faithful at healing school. But uh, So she said, well, the Lord gave me a word for you, just one word, encouragement. <laughs> so I thought, God, you are so funny. I said, I need encouragement. So he said, okay, encouragement. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> and I... And you know, but one of the things that that said to me was, I heard you. I heard you, Debbie. I heard you what you asked for. Amen. And I, it's good to know he heard us, isn't it? Hallelujah. I mean, Nell was telling me this morning that, uh, that Bill had put on her door of her car, I can tell this, I guess, a little magnet that said, uh, now, uh, that said uh, be not wearing well-doing. And, uh, and where she would see it when she opened her car door. And she said it just really spoke to her heart. And so this morning at church, uh, he wanted her to know that that wasn't an accident. That that didn't, you know, that he really, you know, sometimes we go, well, did, were you really saying that? Or did Bill just kind of put a magnet on the car? And uh, uh, so today when she got prayed for, what did the Lord say to her? Be not weary. In well doing, I mean, he will come back and tell us. So he, so we know, you know, we know. Yeah, that was God talking. That's God talking to us. And so I've been on this pursuit of God through my life and everything. But you know, we don't always know what the word seek means when we, when we, and we endeavor to seek Him. And and so we think, okay. And I know I have thought, okay, I'm going to seek God. And I have gotten down on the floor and laid down on the floor, and you know, and. I have. Hallelujah. It, it, it used to be easier than it is now. Hallelujah. And uh, now it's a kind of a, it really means something when you get down on the floor now. I mean, you really love God when you get on the floor. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, they are laughing at me up here. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, I mean, I've tried to get in the right position, tried to get in the right, uh, you know, turn, you know. And, you know, and that's good. That's good. And I've, in, in when we sing, when we worship, I try to really look to God with my heart in worship, not just kind of go through the motions, not just sing words. I try to keep turn, kind of turn my mind off, let my heart flow to God and that's seeking him and that's good but you know I got some greater understanding from our Jewish brethren and they they said what this word means in the Hebrew the word seek uh, is the word deresh and it means to to study to research to study to research specifically to research to research and I thought, well, you know, how, how many of us are just missing it totally because we've just never researched God. No wonder we're not finding anything. 
No wonder we don't have the answers to our life. No wonder we go, I don't have a clue of what God's saying to me. I don't have a clue of what God wants from me. I don't have a clue for the, my plan, the plan of my life. I don't have a clue of my destiny. I think it's kind of humorous. My mom in her church in West Texas, and uh, everybody has just, the young people have ceased to attend mostly. And everybody is just ancient of days you know, in the church. My mom's like the young one, and she's 73. I mean, you know, she's one of the younger group, you know. I know she's one of the more, more energetic ones. And, you know, they're studying a purpose-driven church. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny, really, if you think about it, because there's all these little 80 and 90-year-olds and 70-year-olds looking for their purpose. Hallelujah. And I nearly want to say, I know it's never too late, but I nearly want to say, too late. <laughs> no, you should have started a little earlier, you know. And so, uh, but, um, <laughs> but it's not. I mean, there is purpose. But, you know, the older you get, the more limited. I mean, God, one, he can only say about one thing to, after you pass 90, it's Pray. That's your purpose. Pray. Now, I mean, he can say, he might could say more, some, some more than others. But, you know, if you're down at the little retirement village and you're just sitting there every day, he's got a word for you. It's pray. Amen. Pray for the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And if they all knew that, don't you wish they all knew that? Amen. And so, um, so they're, they're looking for their purpose. And, uh, uh, so if we had known some of these kind of things before, if we had known what seek means, if we had known that seek is more than just, well, go to church. You know, Matthew, Matthew 6 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we'd have known more what that meant and just, well, that's going to church. And that's saying you're, you know, when I was a, a little Baptist girl, it was, um, you know, far as I could think on seek was go to church, bring your Bible to Sunday school. Didn't matter if you'd read it all week, just bring. But you did get to check if you had read the Sunday school lesson. On the envelope, you could, you could check. Brought, you, I brought my Bible. I read my Sunday school lesson. I mean, that's what, and that was my whole concept of seek was right there. And, you know, had we known more. Had we had more understanding in this, we, we could have found out more. Hallelujah. Because when we seek for him with all our heart, we'll find him. Amen. And so the, the Hebrews say that this word means to study, to research. They believe that when we research and then we mix it with integrity, it equals knowledge and insight. Isn't that what we need is insight. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you tonight and I want to encourage you tonight to get on a path of research. Hallelujah. To begin to do more than just read the Word, but begin to research in the Word of God. To begin to research in the Word of God. Um, and then they believe that knowledge and insight plus obedience equals God's rich rewards. They, the Hebrews believe in being wealthy. They even say, you know, they look at our Bible and they say that scripture that it says it's harder for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle than to enter the kingdom of God. They say that's not for the Jews. They say that. They literally say that's not for the Jews. 
They believe that your wealth it, it, is a, that if you do use your wealth right, that it'll get you to the kingdom of God. Well, we know that's not true, but they believe it'll enhance the kingdom. It'll enhance the kingdom. So, um, and they believe that you have to know what God is saying, and then you must obey. We, but we can get in agreement with this, can't we? And that then God is honor-bound to answer. That he, if, you, if you realize what God is saying, and you, then you obey, then he is honor-bound to answer. I can get in agreement with that, can't you? And they believe that there are twin virtues of research and obedience. That you have to research God in the Word. You go to the Word. Of course, they only have the Old Testament, but we have, we have, we like uh, uh, Le- uh, Rainey. What's his name? Le- is it Levi? Levi Rainey, that Billy Brim uh, has when, in her meetings. He says, Y'all's Bible is thicker than ours, heavier than ours. Well, we have more than they, we have the New Testament, don't we? And so, uh, research and obedience. Um, so we're going to look at First um, Corinthians six. Excuse me, First Chronicles chapter sixteen and verse eleven tonight. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! First Chronicles sixteen eleven. First Chronicles sixteen eleven. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. But they, you could put the word in there, and this is how they interpret it. And I, I just have a witness in my heart. Research Jehovah, they say, and his strength. Research his face, seek his face. You know, Pastor talked to us this morning about how the Lord and his word are one. God and his word are one. So we've been over here trying to seek him. And we've been down on our face sometimes, and it's like, okay, here's the word. This is where you. This is where you're gonna find him. We're not gonna find him in some mystical experience. We're not gonna find him getting in the lotus position and and meditating and chanting and. We're not going to find him there because him and his word are one. We're going to find him right, right here in the word of God as we research him. As we research him. You know, when we research, we're look, we don't just look up one scripture, but we run our reference. We, run, we go back and forth. We look here. We look there. We, write, we, have, we fill up notebooks as we're researching him. And as we're researching God, we find him. The Hebrews say, if I learn for myself of his strength, his power, his might, then I can confidently relax in his care. Well, how true could that be? How Couldn't we say that one of the reasons people don't have any more trust in God, that, that Christians are, 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 don't have the... Uh, peace that they ought to have is because they had never researched him for themselves. They're just relying on what they hear from the pulpit. Some of that being wrong, you know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God never intended for us to buy what comes from the pulpit hook, line, and sinker without us researching it for ourselves. 
Amen. And then turn to Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6. You say, well, um, I don't know if I have time to research. Well, what time you have, research. What time you have, don't instead of just, you know, I know everybody in here at least feels like they have to read the Bible. I mean, I think so. Amen. Well, let's research it. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. So that word seek is research. Research Jehovah if you are to find him. He is always near. When we seek, we, we, what do we do? We go and we research him. Psalm 9, verse 10. This helped me immeasurably. Because I was like, okay, I need to seek you, Lord. Okay, what do I need to do this morning? How do I go about that? I mean, you know, uh, you, you know, and even pray and think, I don't know if I really sought him. Well, research him. Research his word. Find out about his virtues. Find out about his, his power. Find out about his character. Find out about him. Hallelujah. When we find out that when we found out God couldn't lie. Hallelujah. That changed our lives, didn't it? When I found, when we researched and we found out that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever, that scripture changed my life. That settled, you know, back in 1980, or actually right before that, when, you know, my grandmother was praying for me to be healed and, and we didn't know about all this spirit filled stuff, but and we didn't know about tongues. We didn't understand it. We were kind of scared about it. Uh, but, I, but that scripture, God got that scripture to me. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. And I thought, you know, it don't matter what my preacher was saying. And he was saying it all passed away. He told us, he got so, bought, he got so upset about this spirit-filled thing that was going around our little town in Texas that he literally said, he got out of his mind. He said there was no women in the upper room. And I mean, and you can find that in Scripture. But he was just like, well, you know, he was just frantically, he was just fighting, he was frantically fighting this stuff. Hallelujah. And so... Um, but I, that just settled it for me. When I found Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, I didn't have to go any further. Amen. Amen. That was just, and so as we research Him, we'll find those things that settle it for us. We'll find those things that settle our healing for us. We'll find those things that settle, that settle prosperity for us and God supplying our needs. And when we're unsettled about it, you know, when we're still worrying and we're still fretting about it, and you know, we're, you know if we're worrying, we hadn't settled it. We got to do some research if we're worrying. We hadn't got it nailed down. If we're having these, if we're depressed over our finances, we hadn't got it nailed down. We got, we, 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 we're just believing what the preacher said. And then when we go home, our feelings start ruling us. We're flesh ruled. And so we have to research. And we have, and you know, I got good news for you. You don't have to understand Hebrew to research. You don't even have to, you don't have to be, uh, uh, have a degree, have been on the dean's list. You don't even have to have been on the honor roll over here at little, elementary school across the road you don't have to you can research him 
Hallelujah. He, he's, this thing is simple. Glory to God. Okay, word, what was the last scripture I gave y'all? Did we read it? Okay, good. Psalm 19, I didn't even turn to it. I'll get there though. Psalm 9 verse 10. And they, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee, that research thee. Thou hast not forsaken them who research thee. We will know his name by study and by research. Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, or I seek, means sought is past tense of seek. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. We were just talking about that, weren't we? If I research the Lord, I'm going to get settled. I'm going to get delivered from my fear. I get the, the, the Hebrew says about that. I researched Jehovah and he saved me from confusion. And, it go, and they believe that he responds to your urgent need. He responds to your urgent need. Well, now I know not ever, you know, not ever Jew anymore is even, they call, some people call themselves Jews and they don't even practice Judaism. You know what I'm telling you? But I tell you what, the ones that do, they got some things. Now, they don't have Messiah, but they're fixing to. They're fixing to have him. They said that in the, uh, in the synagogues now, that the rabbis are preaching uh, Messiah's coming soon. And in the churches, the preachers are preaching, He's coming soon. Second time, but we're saying He's coming soon. Second time. But they're saying, He's coming soon. The signs of the times prove it. Hallelujah. So we're in agreement, aren't they? Aren't we? He's coming soon. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> Psalm 34.10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Those that research the Lord do not lack, do not want any good thing. They say it this way, those who research Jehovah will never lack the goodness of life. They say they will never lack the intimate details even, they say, even the mundane, even the mundane details of life, you never lack them when you research the Lord. Amen. I get excited. This makes me want to go, and, and that's why I'm bringing this to you, because when I found this, it made me want to go research Him. It made me want to go seek for Him. It gave me purpose in my seeking. Psalm 69, verse 32. They know some things. Because, and I'll tell you why they know some things. Because the ones that are devout and orthodox, they don't just, they research the word of God. They don't just do it scripture by scripture. They don't even just do it word by word. They do it letter by letter. They, the, the letters mean something to them. Not just the words, the letters. And so they spend much time in research. Psalm 69, 
32. <laughs> Let's see here. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. When the meek saw, they became glad. Those who will research Jehovah, their dead hearts will be made alive. Emotional, this, is, this speaks of emotional well-being. This speaks of desires. This speaks of being glad, happy, vibrant, joyous, and peaceful. Psalm 69, 32, let me read it again. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek him. Your heart will come alive. Your life will come alive. Your life, your emotion, you'll have emotional well-being. You'll have gladness of heart as you seek Him. You'll have a happy heart. You'll be vibrant. Oh, I tell you, there's so many cast-down Christians. There's so many, oh, hard and not full of joy Christians. Amen. Um, these are promises that are promised to all that will seek, research, study, and know Him through His Word. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, this is not referring to research, but I wanted to just show you this. Deuteronomy 28 verse 13. Well, of course, it is connected to research, but 28 13. We quote this scripture. And the Lord shall make thee... Are you all in 28 13 of Deuteronomy? Hallelujah going too fast. Uh, it says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Uh, this here is referring to listening to and obeying God. We've just talked about how they really believe that you have to find, you find out what he's saying, and then you obey it. it they said this is what they take this to mean is that we're not to be tail wagging in agreement with pagans and the unbelieving. Wow. We're not to wag our tails in agreement with the pagans and the unbelieving. We're to listen and we're to obey and we will be rewarded for our wisdom. Isaiah 29, 7. Hallelujah. I think, you know, we, we, we can learn some things. Hallelujah. We can press. We can press in. Isaiah 29, verse 7. And the multitude of all the nations that, have, that fight against Ariel, even all that fight against her and her, and her munition and that distress her, shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall even be as when a hungry man dreameth, and behold, he eateth, but he awaketh, and his soul is empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreameth, and behold, he drinketh, but he awaketh, and behold, he is faint, and his soul hath appetite. So shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion, or fight against the Lord. Verse 9, Stay yourself, and wonder. Cry ye out, and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. Now the, the Hebrews call verse 9 of this chapter, the spirit of of stupidity. The English, in the English, it does no justice. The literal Hebrew meaning of, of verse 9 is, uh, or in verse 8 through 9, is that those who fight against God refuse to heed and obey His word, that they have a spirit of stupidity. 
In verse 9, in, it says, stay yourselves in wonder, cry ye out and cry. In the Hebrew, it says, stupefy yourselves and be stupid. Blind yourselves and be blind. That's what it says in the Hebrew. He, and what they teach in, in, in their synagogues is that those that understand God's word, that understand his desire for obedience, but they refuse to obey, they are acting stupidly and afflicting themselves with blindness. They have a spirit of stupidity. And what happens is when we, uh, when, we when we blind ourselves by not obeying, when we know to obey, when we know truth, when, we've, when we know enough to obey, you know, there are those that don't know enough to obey, nobody in here, but, uh, but uh, when, we know, when, we, when we know enough to obey, when we understand God's word and we understand that he desires obedience and we refuse to obey, we blind ourselves and what happens is the devil blindsides us. We're blinded to his tactics because we've refused to obey and the devil comes up and slaps us with some sort of affliction, whether it be poverty, lack, sickness. And we go, one, why? That, I, I don't understand. Uh, why, why could that happen? Because we knew to obey and we knew God desired obedience and we just kept on going like we were going. Now turn over to Second Peter because, you know, as I've meditated these things, you know, this is in the New Testament. This thing about research and, 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 and getting knowledge, getting the knowledge of God. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. You know, you can obtain righteousness because we get that by faith when we believe in Jesus Christ and never go on and know a blessed thing. We can be ignorant. You know, like Brother Hagin said, let the ignorant be ignorant still. You know, we can be ignorant of the Word of God, ignorant to the promises of God, and be just as righteous, just born again, righteous in the inner man, full of God, full of the power of God, full of... We're, as he is, so are we in this world because we're just not pressing into that seeking and researching. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. What? Through the knowledge of God. See, I, how much grace we have, how much peace we have is tied to how much we know. The more I know, the more peace I can walk in, the more grace and favor I can walk in. The less I know, the less grace and favor is going to be, well, it's available to me, but I'm not going to be able to access it. It's available to me. It's available to every Christian. Verse 3, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You know, I believe we'll go up there, some will go to heaven, and they'll say, God, I never had this. And he'll say, I gave you all things. And he'll, they'll say, but God, I never had a chance. Well, I gave you all things. Well, God, I didn't do, God had such a tough, he said, I gave you all things that pertain unto life and godliness, what? Through the knowledge of him. 
See, that research is so important. That seeking Him is so important because through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue or to glory and power. I don't know about you, but I know I got more power than I used to. I know more. And yet I was a Christian since I was 10 years old. But I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't have enough power to blow my nose because I didn't have any knowledge. I had access. It was available. He had paid the price. He had imparted it to me. But I didn't know it. And until I, what I know, you know, they say, there's an old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. But we learned a long time ago, what you don't know can kill you. What you don't know can get you killed by the devil. What can, you don't know can cause you to die early, to die young. What you don't know can cause you to live in poverty when, when, you, when God's given you His riches and glory. And we, you know what? There ain't nobody in here knows enough. We don't know enough. We don't know enough. You know, Sister Gloria Copeland says, if you've been seeking God for healing and you're not healed, you just don't know enough. You just don't know enough. God's not withholding. You just don't know enough. Jesus already paid the whole price. We just don't know enough, do we? Hallelujah. So we can do something about that. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. He says these things that are in the word of God, they're precious. They're precious promises that by the promises you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. How are you going to keep from getting shot by random gunfire when you go to the mall or Walmart? Oh, you just can't. You just got to pray and just hope and believe the best and just no. He said by the precious promises, I could escape the corruption that was in the world through lust. I don't have to just hope and pray. I don't have to just, you know, we got to do more than just say, I'm a trust in God. Well, what are you trusting? Well, just kind of God. Well, just, well, what in the Bible are you trusting? Well, I'm just kind of trusting the whole thing. Well, no, I got to find the precious promise. That's how I'll escape. I escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. And when I go to Walmart, by saying, He gives His angels charge over me. They keep me in all my ways. I don't dash my foot against a stone. No evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. I get myself on a promise. And I get stuck on it. And if you don't, aren't stuck on it, and you're afraid, you still don't know it, you better stay in the house. And you better get researching until you're stuck. Until you say, "My God, I could go anywhere." I'm not kidding you. The Bible says, "Whatsoever is not a faith is sin." It is. If, if you're not in faith about getting on an airplane, you better not get on. And there's been times that I wasn't in faith about something, so I didn't do it. I know one time we were talking to a missionary about going down to Mexico. And I'm not in faith about Mexico. I'm not in faith about it. I've been there, and I'm not, well, I've barely been there. I went into Juarez about 100 feet, and I got myself out of there. 
I mean, like, I'm not in faith about it. Now, I could get in faith if I wanted to, but I don't want to. <laughs> but this missionary was talking to us about it, and he said, and you know he literally said this? He said, you can go with me, but she can't. He said, she can't go because she's in fear about it, so she can't go. And see, a lot of Christians go off half-cocked. They're not in faith about it. They're kind of just trusting God and hoping and praying, but they're kind of cringing. And they ought to stay home. And you know, there's times in the morning, like I might say, well, I'm going to go shopping today. And I say, and so I just think, and so I'm going to, and I'm kind of studying and searching. And, you know, I always like to get up in the morning and pray and read the Word. And so I'm going to get dressed here in a minute and I'm going to go shop. But, you know, just something in me just don't, just don't ever get the get up and go, the get up and want to. And I just kind of realize after a while, that's not there for me to do today. It's just not there. But sometimes I just keep waiting. And I just keep waiting. And I just keep waiting, and I just keep on, you know, straightening the house and doing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, it's time to go. And it's like, I just got that green light or something. And I just go, and then I'll be going down the road, and I'll go, wow, look at that wreck they had right there. And, you know, I go, no wonder you didn't want me to leave the house yet, Lord. I mean, that happens all the time. At work, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, well, I was going to leave it, too. <laughs> And I mean, it's three, and I'm just now getting to leave this place. And then I'll go down the road, and I'll go, well, I missed that. Hallelujah. My steps got ordered around that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, we should not go past our faith. And you know, I heard Keith Moore teach this a long time ago. He said, you know, that him and Phyllis are going to be going to go somewhere. And so they had kind of, well, are, we, are you ready to leave? Well, yeah, he go, not yet. And he just like, well, you know, just kind of sit there and kind of pray and kind of just sit there. Say, well, you know, well, are we going to lay? Well, not yet. And he'd say, you know, finally, he'd just go, I don't think we're going to go. And so they wouldn't go. And so people would ask him, well, what happened? And he goes, nothing. That's the point. When you obey God, that's the point. Nothing happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now sometimes, you know, we see the big wreck and we go, oh, that, that's why I didn't go. But sometimes it's just like, oh, nothing happened. We just had a peaceful day. Nobody ran into my car in the parking lot at Walmart. We didn't, didn't, didn't run in. You know, if I was always running into trouble, I'd be asking the Lord, God, why am I running into trouble all the time? I, I asked the Lord about these things. You know, the other day we got up and we, and Pastor went out to get the mail or something. And he, and you know, I have my pineapple sitting on my, some of you have been to my house, I have my pineapple sitting on my mailbox, my brick mailbox thing. I have a concrete pineapple sitting there. Pineapple is the southern symbol for hospitality. So we're hospitable. Anyway, so, and he, I, I, I don't know why I went over and I looked out the window as I was watching him. And he's looking at that and it was gone. And so I watched him. And he's just kind of looking around. And then I look at him, and he's looking over at the neighbor's yard. He's like, because over at the neighbor's cross street, there's a pineapple sitting on their brick. <laughs> so uh, he came in the house, and I said, our pineapple's gone. He said, yeah. I said, is that ours across the street? He said, I think so, but I don't know for sure, so I don't want to just walk over and take it. So uh, 
Uh, so he went and knocked on their door a couple of times that day, and we never could. They were never home. And so uh, the next day, finally, the next evening, he went over and he asked her, "Is that? did you buy a pineapple for, or is that my pineapple? And she said, it's yours. And it's been there about three days. It took us three days to miss it. Uh, but anyway, it's been there about three days. She said, there's a couple of uh, boys in the neighborhood. She said, you know the night that that house down the street got TP'd? And uh, she said, that was the night that your, that your pineapple got on my mailbox. But even before we found out what happened, I said, how'd that happen? There ain't no devil and no kid that can come and trespass and do anything to my property. What's wrong? Something's not right here. I get the blood around this house right now in the name of Jesus. See, those things ought to alert us. I mean, kids can't steal from me. And if they can take my pineapple, they could come on my porch. They might could. They might could. I mean, it's like you done passed past my, you done passed a line here, and I don't know why. And so I'm going to get the blood out there. And we, that's the way we ought to be. How could you hit my bumper? I got the blood of Jesus on this car. If I fall and tuck my stump, my toe, I'm like, how, how could that happen? How could that happen? I, I must not have been, I must not have been putting my faith on, I, can't, I don't even dash my foot against a stone. See, we can get more attached to this than we are. Now, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm getting better. I know I'm not perfect at it because they stole my pineapple. <laughs> but they didn't break it. They could have dropped it in the street and broke it. But I want every kid on our block to be afraid to stop it. I mean, you know, afraid to come in my yard mischievously. Not afraid to just come in my yard for fun or to run through my yard. But you don't come in my yard and tear stuff up. I mean, there's a yard in our neighborhood that gets TP'd ever. And I mean, it is the biggest royal mess. I'd take authority if I was them. I'd be doing something. I might even be camped out out there trying to catch them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, we're, we're in this. Okay, and, uh, but let's go on and read verse 5, and we're going to close with this. And beside this, giving all diligence. See, diligence. Add to your faith. See, we got to add some things to our faith. Sometimes we're just kind of out there trying to be blindly in faith. Add to your faith virtue or power to power knowledge. Add to your faith knowledge. I mean, just you can just be bouncing off the wall in faith. And the Bible talks about having a zeal without knowledge. And you won't go anywhere. You'll just be a, like a firecracker that sputters out. Add to your faith knowledge. Add to your knowledge temperance or balance. Add to your balance patience. Add to your patience godliness or moral principles. A lot of people trying to use their faith and they got bad moral principles. Add to your moral principles brotherly kindness. These are things that will help our faith work. Brotherly kindness, just being nice, being nice to people, being having brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love, or that's charity. 
For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye, ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we, had, we need to add some things. We need to do some research. And we need to attach ourselves to the things we find. And God will give us faith as we research Him and we'll know things. We'll have, faith, will come, faith will come out at us. And, 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 and it'll give us courage and it'll give us strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, don't, I can't tell you how many times just in the looking, 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 looking. Like the woman looking for the lost coin. Looking in the Word of God. Just looking, looking, looking. God just, oh, okay, that's my scripture. That's the scripture I'm supposed to walk on now. Now, it won't last you forever. It may mean it will, but you know what I'm saying? You can't walk on old revelation. You need fresh manna every day. And so, um, you know, you know the, the word I got when I moved from Texas to here, God gave me a scripture, and that's what I traveled on to Alabama. But I, I need something more now. I've traveled further. I need something more. And so I have to have that fresh manna. Hallelujah. God's got something He wants to give each of you. As you research Him, as you, as you go from Scripture to Scripture, and, and, and you know, you take that. That's why these little, this, these little Bibles, see those little reference Scriptures? They made it easy for you. Some Bibles even make it easier than that for you to research Him. Hallelujah. Find Him and research Him and seek Him. Hallelujah. And then you know, and, and until you get your answer, you got a problem, don't quit till you get the answer. Yes. Don't quit till you get the answer. And then walk on that answer, and you'll need another one soon. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's stand up together. Praise God. I believe it helped you, it helped me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you, oh, we magnify you. How wonderful you are. How awesome is your word. Your word is a light, lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Your word has caused us to hope. Your word is strengthening, strengthening us today. Your word is holding us up. We are held up by the word of your power. We are kept by your word. By your word, we receive the abundance, the blessing, those exceeding great and precious promises. By your word, we have all those divine things that you have prepared for us and that you have bought and paid for with your own precious blood, Jesus. And by your word, we escape this old cruel, evil world. We escape those things that are out there. We don't have to be a statistic. We don't have to be a casualty, and we just give you thanks for it. But we do have to attach ourselves to the Word of God. It doesn't come free, and it doesn't come easy. We have to put ourselves in the Word of God. And we just take the precious blood. You do this with me right now, family. We take the precious blood of Jesus, and we apply it to our homes. Uh, we draw a bloodline around our property lines in the name of Jesus. We draw a bloodline on everything we own around it in the name of Jesus. We speak the blood on every child, every one of our children, every one of our grandchildren in the name of Jesus.
We speak the precious blood. We plead the blood. We thank you. We plead the blood on our cars from bumper to bumper, from side to side in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We don't take it for granted. And we don't fail to discern the Lord's body. We discern that price that was paid. We discern those stripes that were born on our behalf in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you have your house all covered? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's why it's so important, family, that you don't have anything of that other kingdom in your house. Because there's a conflict there. You know, you got the blood around it and, and God wanting to protect you. God won't, and then you got, you know, you can have something that is of a different kingdom. And so just be mindful and be aware and be led. Be led. Be led by the Spirit. And be, be bold to obey. Holy Spirit, you're here to help us. And so I'm asking you for every person in this room that you help us this week, that you be our teacher, you be our guide, that you teach us to hear you, that you teach us to, to know when you're speaking to us and that you, 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 show, you, you make yourself plain and clear that we could be led by the Spirit. And we just give you thanks for that, dear Father. Dear Father, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I plead the blood, you agree with me, family, over this church and the property, the property of this building in Jesus' name. All that is under our authority, we plead the blood in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is our city. You told Pastor and I that you had given us this county, this city. And so, Lord, we know that it's you've given us the responsibility. And so we speak, we plead the blood. And that means all these people, too, because they're joined with us. And so we plead the blood over our county and our city in the name of Jesus. We say and declare that it's turning to Jesus. We say and declare that the, the, that that religion and, and 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 even falseness is not reigning and ruling here in Jesus' name in any form or any fashion. But oh, hallelujah, hallelujah! That the the eyes of the people's understanding are enlightened. Well, Lord, we give you praise and thanksgiving for that. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you that in this year, this leap year, we're leaping over every obstacle. We're leaping over every obstacle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we run through a troop and we leap over a wall. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Pastor, you have anything? Hallelujah. Well, let's sing tonight, Kevin.